You're definitely my only Virgo friend. I'm not a Virgo. Welcome! <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? I hope everyone's doing well. This is episode number seven. <laughs> Thank you, Jane. <laughs> this is our per- Hi, just- everybody. My name's Jane, and I'm the first guest feature on Baggage from 2F. Yeah, she's the first crackhead on Baggage from 2F. And we're paying her in an Italian hero and $7. Yes. Really, I'm the experienced one because I've been a radio DJ once. For you can a few hear months. it in her voice. The way she just took over. Just narrates the entire That's structure. Sun. <laughs> and what's your movie? rising? Gemini wow. rising. Gemini wow. Gemini Sun and Rising. That's Leo Moon. <gasps> oh god! <laughs> we were talking about this yesterday. Cause I Maya, don't know what this means all that this much. Makes I just so know much I'm sense. a double gem. Cause Oh my god. No, so Maya and I were talking about, like, can you imagine someone having, like, a Leo moon? Because Lana Del Rey was singing, and she said, like, she has a Cancer moon and a No, she moon has and a Leo. Cancer sun Leo moon. Yes, yes. Yeah. In her song, um, her chemtrail song. Yeah, the newest one. But, like, wow, that makes so much sense, because a few hours ago, like, I was sitting here, and I was like, wow, Jane is just, like, always the center of attention. I and, like, I so. feel like... <laughs> emotionally like you express that too and then gemini's i feel like are very expressive and like extroverts like well. do hobbies and be outgoing yeah, yeah. backstory baggage of two from two f listeners <laughs> and i have been friends for 14 years so she views me in a much more flattering manner than maybe some other people do because i didn't know i was the center of attention that's what i'm here for to just like degrade you in this episode. but i i i am the chatterbox of the, you know, of the just collective of Staten Island, of, Staten Island <laughs> of all of Staten Island. Yeah. So, yeah, but uh, Jane and I met in the second grade. Um, I don't think that we initially liked each other. <laughs> Maybe for a day. Yeah. What did we know? And then we would go on scavenge and scavenger hunts during recess. And we just bonded over that and horror movies and hamsters. Why is it you and all your friends just, like, you don't get along for the first, like, day or week? You know, that's a great question. Maybe you come off like a bitch. I think I do. Yeah. I think that's what I'm realizing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Debunked. Cracked the case. So, Jane goes to SUNY Oneonta. She's just about to graduate. Uh, What are you majoring in, Jane? I'm majoring in music industry. I have a minor in music performance, but I have to highlight that I'm also a student of philosophy because I didn't put myself through that shit for nothing. Absolutely. So, no degree-related shenanigans in philosophy, just a lot of hard work. Nice, nice. (laughs) Um, so congratulations to Jane on that. And thanks. Since... Now I get to do three different internships for zero dollars. Yeah, <laughs> well, all been there. That's the life of a college student. Yes. So. Um, and since Maya and I stayed home for college, we're just very curious. How many drugs have you taken in your college experience? <laughs> that's a big logical leap you just took. <laughs> in my college experience. So right as you asked me that question. Um, if we're looking at grand totals here, it's five, but those five did not all fall into being in college. 
In fact, actually what surprised me and also my partner about me in college is that I drank much less than I ever thought I would. I kind of thought that college was going to be a lot of like waking up down a shot and, you know, I guess party every single weekend. And for a long time, I guess, initially going into a freshman year, it was a little bit like that when everything's like new and exciting. But eventually the haze fades, unfortunately, and people settle into their lives and like go find their priorities and I was never really in the mood to drink as much as I thought I was, but we were reminiscing about it because um, back in high school when my partner and our friend group would have bonfires actively, mm -hmm. I would drink everyone under the table. <laughs> I was talking about on Christmas to his family about how I used to, he's never seen anybody chug whiskey the way that I had when we were 17 for a disclaimer context, yeah. Jane is like 5'8 and 100 pounds <laughs> close I'm 105 which is really bad actually but also severe scoliosis issues oh not severe oh my gosh you make me sound like a cripple it's not se <laughs> it's not severe not she can hold up her body weight so yes but yes continue <laughs> sorry um Thank you. I feel flamed. But um, now I think because of that very reason, I can't come near anything that smells remotely of whiskey. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just I feel like too lazy to drink nowadays in that it makes me so dehydrated or like if I drink too slowly, I feel how shitty it makes my body feel. Yeah. So you turn 21 and you're I turn like, 21 and like yeah. I've been drinking for like. 14 years by now yeah so. <laughs> I go through phases too though like I would have like months in college I didn't want to drink and then I, and then like for two three months I'd be drinking again and then I would stop mm -hmm. again you know every like alcohol poisoning would stop <laughs> stop you for a little bit I don't get hung over though and in fact like I'm on that truly wave like I love a good truly Whoa. but the thing about it is yeah. I have one and I, I want to go to sleep you know so yeah. like that was kind of like a lot of my Friday nights is I would like have a couple but then i would just be lights out because they make us nauseous yeah they are very dehydrating unfortunately so so besides alcohol like like have you done psychedelics actually most, most recently um i had bought an eighth of mushrooms because i wanted to microdose we talked about this i consulted you about like your pr prior mushroom experiences and it didn't work for me. I I took three separate microdoses. They were pretty decent. How um, many grams did you take for each one? I would say, oh, I had to eyeball it because my kitchen scale <laughs> didn't measure. That small? Yeah. yeah. However, I think I took about like around maybe 0.5-ish per dose, which, you know, when I was reading in the forums, that's like that's kind of the recommended. Anything. For so. microdosing, yeah. But that's exactly like, what I wanted. Like you. I wasn't trying to trip. I just wanted like that boost of like creativity or alertness or like euphoria, whatever like classic. Yeah. Whatever the fuck mushrooms are supposed to feel like. My partner, on the other hand, has um, had some really un amusing experiences with that. From what I've heard, like um, you know, just sort of mind games with the light where he was tripping in the woods and i mean granted he was tripping but he would see like dead like skeletons and shit coming out of the leaves and like that's not the sort of 
thing that I was looking he for. He took the same dose as you? No way. No, he I, he must have taken like a full eighth, but yeah. I bought it for the purpose of microdosing, and um, I didn't get anything out of it, so I don't know. I'll give it another whirl come the summertime or something. So what other drugs have you taken? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my shroom uh, endeavors were a total fail, unfortunately. They weren't like floppy shrooms or anything. I mean, my friend was feeling them, but half I, a gram is like it's pretty much. I didn't want to overdo it nothing. because I I don't know what they're supposed to feel like, and so I wasn't trying to like yeah. go biking alone and then start yeah. like I I've I guess maybe we've discussed this before, but sometimes I've heard they make you a little more introspective than you want to be, yeah. and so like I've been in one too many situations even like with we where you're just stoned and like you start feeling like insecure or anxious about yourself and that's not what i wanted mushrooms to do with me um had a really bad molly experience i love this story i hate this story because i relive it when i tell you it makes me sad that you say that before i even hear the story because it's like molly is one of those drugs that i hope to like take and have like the best time of my life and no anxiety because I get anxiety I get so much anxiety with like pot Jane's was quite specific I am always very taken aback when I hear people talk about how good a time they had at a festival taking drugs like that whether it's acid or molly because I feel like at least more specifically with acid that's more of a that's an intimate experience that, like, I imagine having in the woods with, like, your one or two best friends where, like, you don't see anybody else for the whole day. But mm. usually it happens that, you know, you're, like, having this great experience with, like, the music going and, like, the energy feels good. But I, I've had bad weed highs where I've essentially had, like, acid flashbacks at festivals and it's caused me to dissociate. And so I could... I don't want to put myself in that situation ever again. Um, I do believe I did take Molly, but it was a very freshman college experience. You know, it's like two weeks in and my roommate and I go to a frat house to get it. And it was like her sister's boyfriend who at this point is an alum, but he's there for some reason. And he he gives (laughs) it to us. You know, those people that just, like, yeah. never stop hanging around the school that they graduated from four years ago. But we go, and I I have trouble piecing this night together, actually, because I remember that I had met one of my acquaintances there who um, I was in the same major with. But I, I can't remember sort of the sequential order of the night, which is really strange to me because I feel like it all happened at the same time, but I don't know when there was time for that to sort of happen looking back on it. So we get it and, um, you know, we're in a frat party, which is just generally not a pleasant place to be. Um, (laughs) At least that's not my scene. So I remember, I think it was supposed to be like one of those paint parties where like people are wearing all white and like you go in there and there's paint and shit. Like a color war thing? I have no idea. I I have been (laughs) to two frat parties. And so I... (laughs) We don't have any idea. We weren't there. (laughs) We're there, and maybe it's just like a SUNY thing or some shit, but we're there, and, you know, I guess we're by the cops, and I remember people, like, running and, like, jumping over the fence into other people's properties. (laughs) (laughs) So, whatever, we make it out of there, no big deal. 
and we make our way to a different frat party. And I'm hyper aware of the fact that my soon-to-be boyfriend is there. And that's exactly what I thought of him, too. I was like, I'm going to date him. Because (laughs) at this point, you know, we were best friends for two years before we dated. But he was a little territorial about me, like, going to the same school as him because he already established his group of friends and he didn't want me to sort of, like, leech onto him. I think he was just being an asshole, honestly. But <laughs> a little fair. You know, so he, I get there and we're, we're taking our drugs and it, it was in like a fucking piece of like tissue paper, you know, like not even a full fucking tissue. But it was like, <laughs> How did you get it? You one layer? Well, we, we, we went and retrieved it and then it, it was in the form of like already grounded up like mm. powder and so it wasn't a pill. It was it wasn't ground a pill. Up. Okay. Um, but you know, to our knowledge, it was Molly. So we it's probably so she's like, oh, it's a finger dip thing, and I was like, okay. So I dip my finger in it. I, I guess about an hour maybe passes, and nothing's happening to me. And she's just like, oh, I just took the whole thing. Like I just mm. swallowed the tissue. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, so I should do that too, because by now something would have happened. So I go, you know, I, I take the rest of my drugs, and I I go about my way. Surprisingly, actually, all the way up until the party ended, I was doing great. You know, like, I was dancing, and I, I don't usually, like, dance <laughs> at, at frat parties, let alone, so that's I... That's not where you'll find Jane. Yes. That's not where you'll find me, but I was trying to adjust to sort of the college climate, and I'm I'm just, I'm just doing what I can to blend in, I guess. <laughs> I... The, the party ends, you know, it's like 12 a.m., and I remember actually going up to my, you know, now boyfriend, and I go, I just took Molly. <laughs> Like, and he just looks at me and goes, good for you. you know? <laughs> and it was just this like slap in the face because I don't know what I wanted him to say, but I, I'm waiting. The party ends. I'm waiting outside the house. I'm really going in the full details here. So I'm going to have flashbacks probably, but <laughs> waiting outside the party and I am 100% waiting for him to come out so I can casually like... <laughs> end up in his general vicinity and whatever he makes it out and we all start like herding towards a pizzeria downtown and that's when it didn't start to feel so good (laughs) anymore so we get to this pizzeria and I think maybe it was the fact that I was meeting some people for the first time in that moment that subconsciously it really did not feel good i would describe the experience as a bad weed high with the duration of an acid high oh so, god it did was your perception distorted like it would be with pot um there was nothing visually wrong but my brain was n- really um off the fucking rails to say the least were you like thinking a lot yeah so it was the same sort of like overly analytical insecure anxiousness that you would get if you were just 
like way too stoned off of like a dab or something. Right. But there weren't like any perceptual problems where right. like you were like going into your head or something. Or... I thought it would be like trails, you know, you're dancing, whatever. Right. None of that. It, it was just that I couldn't overcome the fact that I thought that people could see how fucked up I was, mm. but nobody could. And so I had a really hard time communicating with all these new people I had just met. And I remember like apologizing for being fucked up or something. And like, you know, they didn't know or notice or anything like that. And I remember, I believe we were walking up to campus at some point. Um, I don't remember the full like order of events, but I started feeling very uncomfortable at some point. And I get to campus, I get to my room, and I go to my friend's room instantly. And it was pretty late, they were both sleeping, but I come in, I'm like, hey, I'm on drugs, like, please. <laughs> so my, my two friends, they're both in bed, and I, I just sit on their floor and I just start yapping. Because the, uh, the one thing I needed so badly was to talk. Like, I could not stop running my mouth. And I, I just didn't know what to do. Like I needed to get it all out to somebody. And eventually I find out that my roommate who I had retrieved the drugs with earlier on is now in my boyfriend's room. And she, so she texts me, she's like, hey, I'm in his room. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why are you, you know? So I'm thinking like, this is an excuse for me to be there because why are you there and I'm not? And so my friend walks me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> my friend walks me to uh, his building, and you know, at this point, I don't know what time it is. Maybe it's like two a.m., three a.m. Who knows? No time when you're on Molly. And we get up. I get up to his room. Um, I don't think that they wanted anybody in the room. I think I've learned later sort of that, that this was just something that would happen where like people would come into their rooms and, you know, um, just hang, just, just hang, even if they weren't wanted there. And I see that he's visibly so stoned, you know, he's just like bloodshot and, and (laughs) they were rapping, like they were just sitting in a circle rapping and like, I was a complete intrusion and so was my roommate. And at some point it, you know, it all dies down and we're sitting around kind of like we are now, but in more of like a, a chaired circle. And I, all I could think about was how fucked up I must have looked because <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at them and I don't know where to look. I don't know what to say. I physically cannot speak because I'm so subconsciously nervous I think something that it did that acid kind of does is like really sort of like play on that subconscious psyche Mm -hmm. it's one of the drugs that really made me believe that there is a subconscious as opposed to just like a conscious mind because it, it makes something come out of you that would not otherwise like really be there but it's also like very much real and like you know that that that's like a thing that you're probably suppressing or something and so we're, we're sitting around and um, after the fact, you know, when like the next day when I go and apologize to everybody who I interacted with that night and say like, oh my God, I was so messed up. They were like, oh, you're, you're fine. Like I didn't notice a thing. But the thing that got really scary for me was that it makes you super dehydrated, mm-hmm. um, like to, a, to like an un, 
quenchable point. So I must have downed like two gallons of water and felt nothing. You oh, know, shit. like you could take a sip and like it does absolutely nothing. People for die you. from that. They I do. You were they do. Yeah, yeah, they die from having too much water. So mm-hmm. you're supposed to drink like 50, 50, 50 Gatorade and water to get electrolytes mm. in. Yeah, that was a really concerning thing for me because, you know, every movement I made, I felt like I was just radiating, like, anxiety. Um, And so it was really hard for me to sort of get past that. Eventually, you know, the night ends. It's like 5 a.m. I make my way back and I can't sleep. So my roommate and I are up in the lounge, like, just both yapping our heads off because we both needed this sort of output after, like, having this super awkward situation in in my boyfriend's dorm. And I I ended up just pulling an all-nighter because I couldn't fall asleep. And I kind of, I, I really um, just out, outdid myself there. But it was a very unpleasant um, drug experience. I don't think I would ever do that again, even in... Um, like a in festival a, type. No, just even in an environment that I would deem comfortable, like mm. like I'm prepared to do this. I'm like in the woods with my blanket or something. Like I, I don't think I should ever put myself through that again. I wonder if she was given E. Yeah, like it sounds like cause that's what E is. It's like Molly's up, Molly that's been laced with things. Maybe it was just too much. <laughs> I'll never know. You also took yeah. a huge dose. You said I have much. no idea what I took. You know, and that's that's kind of the stupid part about it um so not to get grim but like I did have like my first friend that I made at college like the first person that I didn't know going into college had died before the semester ended because of shit like unrecognized frats which he was pledging so he actually had more drugs in his system than alcohol when they did all of that and so um not only am I very against Greek life, um, in particular, unrecognized Greek life, but um, things like that, you know, because I don't know what situation he was in. I don't know if he was binging anything, and I don't know, like, what had went down, but it could have very well just been something like that, where, like, you're, you're under the impression that you're taking one thing, and I don't think I was in any, like, imminent danger because it was my roommate's <laughs> sister's boyfriend. I know it sounds like a long chain of people, but it's somebody that she was close to and knew, so I don't think that he would have mm. intentionally done that to us. But I also don't think that she had the experience that I had. Mm. Even though we both didn't love it, um, she didn't have a reason to be, like, nervous or have that, like, subconscious anxiety sort of surface because of it. I think I was just... I wonder how much of it had to do with just, like, your nature as a person. Like, your talkative nature. Maybe a lot because I felt like I I couldn't like I couldn't find the words to say to feel normal, mm-hmm. but I think it really was that like I was new to like the people that I was around that night and you know I was also like trying to I guess like make an impression <laughs> on my boyfriend at the time and like so it was it was probably actually very like nerve wracking but I didn't realize it because the night started off like party mode and then it slowly reeled into being this like horribly long (laughs) um unpleasant time it's so unfortunate because like again like i said earlier like you think like i picture molly as like one of the drug one of those drugs where like you can't have a bad time and i've heard that people have told me it's their favorite drug 
I know. I've so it's that. like, yeah. and you want you want to experience that, and you hope that like, my thing is like, well, I don't take psychedelics. I don't have a bad trip, but maybe I would take an upper like Molly because I'm like guaranteed a good trip. You know what I mean? You know what I think actually that. I, I've had a really bad acid trip as well before, where I, which I smoked, and that's kind of why it was really bad. But I think we, I always talk about it with my friend because we think that now if it were to happen, we would handle it better because we just had already been through it. Not that it would make anything that you feel easier in that respect, right. but I kind of almost feel like everybody should have a little bit of a bad trip because it, it tells you something about yourself and like you mm. hopefully you come out of it fully normal like I think one of the most striking things about acid is how utterly normal you are like coming out of it meanwhile like <laughs> so what do you mean by that like what does yeah. acid feel like what word like let us know your experience on that too there were a couple of experiences my first one was very good very mild just sort of like basic um you know, we went to the woods, took a very average dose. It was about 175 micrograms, probably. And, you know, we just chilled out. We listened to music. We, like, watched all the stuff that our eyes did. Like, if we put a wet handprint on the towel, it would move and we would be like, ah, you know, we drew. <laughs> so did you all have, like, a collective trip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Very cool. Actually, that it's such a crazy phenomenon um, that I love to talk about because I don't understand how you are... It's like the same thing. Yeah, at the same time. Um, I think because if you... Would you, like, tell them, like, I'm seeing this, and then their brain does it? Well, I think that there were plenty of instances where, like, we didn't have to communicate about it. Mm. Like, we both just looked and we're like... <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> but that that's kind of the fun part about it. The second time, actually, so, which was a bad trip, I was on, like, twice the dose just to start off, to, you know, so <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we didn't, we were kind of guinea pigs back in high school with that, and then we had smoked. It wasn't a lot, but at the time, I kind of had a love-hate relationship with weed because it would put me into that whole place I just spoke about with the, the insecurity and the anxiety, yeah. so um, I I think that not only does it truly amplify your acid experience but for me it drew on that like deeply insecure internal like subconscious area of the mind that like I didn't really even know that I had to like confront at any point and for both uh we're both on my floor kind of like being a little too crazy doing nothing like we were just listening actually to a glass animals record and it warped like audibly at the same time not objectively like the the i know the record wasn't warped but like we had the same auditory hallucination and wow my friend thought it was a little crazier than i did so she <laughs> sort of started getting a little wild at Is this the point. same friend yes yeah, the same friend that i had um the first my trip. acid trip with but not interesting not related to molly at all yeah um, so she's kind of been my, my drug buddy since we were 15. And I, I'd say that what, what made that trip bad was the weed by far. I mean, we were also sitting in my house. I don't ever recommend doing things like that inside. Um, you'll like, if you go on a forum, you'll read like, oh, maybe clutter or something will like make yeah. you go crazy. 
So it wasn't necessarily that, but it was sort of in the back of my head, like, oh, my mom's going to come home. So we got to get out of the house before that. And we go and smoke in my yard. <laughs> Stefana <laughs> getting knocked out. And I go and I toss the joint. And my yard is very small. It's probably like if you're standing at the door um, to the fence, it's, you know, it's only like a few meters and meters she's russian <laughs> and i i go and i i go plant my joint somewhere and i get up and like as i'm like bending up i <laughs> like all oh, hits me and so i take a while probably to like walk back these like four meters or whatever it is and i'm like hey how long did i take to just walk you back <laughs> She's like, I don't know. And we go. <laughs> like, time, Good one. <laughs> time doesn't exist. It definitely does. And no, she said, what is how long? <laughs> so what was funny was actually as soon as we both hit the joint, we had this like insane moment of clarity where we felt like, oh, wow, this is like definitely. <laughs> as soon as we get back into my kitchen, everything gets like prismatic you know like oh. 3d with the glasses off and so you're i'm like completely disoriented and by this time i know i'm about to have a bad time but i don't want to verbalize it because i don't want to <laughs> ruin it for my friend wow and i go and i look in but the mirror she's already reading your mind she so. already she's on that shit with me so i don't know if you guys have ever looked in the mirror while you were like just like stoned while while you were on a psychedelic because no. you could see through your fucking skin like i don't i know i know y'all out there know what i'm talking about <laughs> they say don't look in the mirror but also look in the mirror yeah that's what they say you, you like i don't know if it's just like an acid thing but like you get really like veiny and like you can almost like it's like you can see your fucking skeleton <laughs> and, like there you could see wow. like these weird shadows it's very unpleasant so that like, was it, your good idea when you were having a bad trip makes you feel very ugly but at this time i didn't know it was a bad trip one of the mm. things that we laugh about is is that i stepped out of the kitchen to go upstairs into my room because i was starting to recognize that i wasn't enjoying myself but i wanted to go pep talk myself into having a good time so i go <laughs> i go up there and the gemini <laughs> so the gemini in me is pacing back and forth talking to myself out loud like it's all good you know like i don't know what the fuck i was talking about but my friend goes and finds me and she walks into the room just like with her like jaw dropped and I was like, no, 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 like this is normal, you know, I do this. <laughs> That's not what it looks like. I know her. <laughs> Recently, actually a couple weeks ago when we spoke about this, she was like, I knew, I think I knew that you do that, but at the time it was uncalled for. <laughs> so it becomes this whole issue, uh, to cut it short, where I do make it out of the house in time, but on our way to the woods that we were walking to, I started completely dissociating, like physically. I could see my body, but not feel it. So I'm in the middle of the road. I'm like, I need to sit down. She's like, no, you can't. We're in the middle of the road. And I'm like, I need to sit the fuck down. <laughs> but that's one of the things that actually came back to me the year following that trip. A couple of times when I would smoke bud, I would have that dissociation again where like I would get a little too high and I wouldn't feel my body. And it is not a good feeling. I think there's a huge like memory of like 
when we go, when we take any kind of, like, drug, even alcohol, but, like, well, I know from, like, when I smoked pot, like, I would have, like, those moments where I would, like, turn my head in and I would, like, dissociate. Mm-hmm. And then you remember, your your brain learns that new way of thinking and it remembers it. And then when you're sober, when you're sober sometimes even, you can, like, harp upon that memory and feel that again because mm-hmm. your brain learned, like, that, your brain's Feeling. done it before, you can yeah. do it again, you know? I didn't have to channel it. That was the shitty part because I would just smoke and then be like, oh, fuck. Like, I was in... It happened twice. I was in, um, like... I was late to, like, first period or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm in, like, the fucking late lunchroom area and I'm just fucking bugging. And, like, I wanted to say something about it and I had a friend at the time who just looked at me like I was psychotic for it. So that was mm-hmm. not helpful. I've had it sober, so... <laughs> Can't even imagine. And, and then I, it, had a, it happened to me at a music festival where, you know, I'm holding on to my friend for dear life because I don't want to get separated, but I can't feel my arms. And I'm also trying to make sure my bag is still on my person. Mm-hmm. So it kind of ruined it for me. It was during a flume set, too. And the reason I smoked oh. was because in 2015, when I had smoked at a flume set, it was, like, the best thing ever. So I was like, I'm going to do it again. I had just come off of, like a two month tolerance break. I suck down this joint and a flume oh, comes no. on and I'm that fucking so bad. bogging, you know? <laughs> That's like when we smoked at the neighborhood concert and they had the most amazing light show as flume does. And just like, I was just losing my mind thinking I was gonna pass out. And then this girl in front of me had a seizure. Wow. So, and that, that was oh my fear. My and so I saw her and I like freaked the fuck out. She was having a joint hallucination with you. Bro, she fe- she fell and her eyes were wide open and she wasn't <laughs> blinking. And I was like, holy shit. I was like so terrified. Oh my and God, they she just was like, epileptic. And they just like all like carried her out. They all like took turns like passing her you know, through the crowd. crowd surfed. <laughs> She was still never done that all these years later. But something about recalling all of these experiences always sort of like evokes that like slight uncomfortability of anxiety. Having to sort of remember just what a shitty and like I don't want to say unnecessary experience that was, but I think that yeah, I feel like everyone's like due for a bad trip and it's just good to have them sooner than later because Sometimes I think that like, like you just you'll be really upset any time that it does happen, whether it's mm-hmm. sooner or later. But so, what are you happy about getting from that bad trip of yours? Absolutely nothing. I could have totally <laughs> lived with that. I got so narked out too. Oh my god, my mom comes home and she's like, "I smell the weed," because um, you know, <laughs> like foreign like Slavic parents are fucking bloodhounds. Yeah, <laughs> and. I, I remember, like, once the weed finally wore off, I was so, like, I was like, ah, you know, I feel, like, better. <laughs> and so I knew it was that. But so it wasn't, like, your mindset. Like, you both had, you and your friend had the exact same it experience. Was it was so the weed. It was And taking the double dose, maybe. Uh, the a part I also left out was the whole time that we were sitting on my bed and I was, again, running mm-hmm. my fucking mouth. And she had convinced herself that I was her. Like, I was... <laughs> A projection of her, and she was looking at me completely like wide eyed, stunned. And the crazy part about it was, as I'm speaking, I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about because I'm having the worst short term memory loss of my life. 
So I'll start a train of thought. I, I feel this compulsion to go through with it, but then I don't remember what it was about in the well, first place. Like she didn't kill you. Like she was like, I hate my thoughts. Stab. <laughs> yeah. so, that, so when my mom calls, I have to lie to her about where I am, but I don't remember what I'm talking about or where I am or who this is on the phone. And I, I mean, she saw right through that shit. So when I get home, I try really hard to be normal, but... I'm pacing around my kitchen, like, forgetting what I got up for. And then both my parents are there, and they could see that I'm fucked up. My dad, who's never done a single thing in his life, could tell that I was fucked up. So, like, he should be oblivious, but I was that obvious. And um, I, I just go... So, I've decided that I don't want vacuuming to be my chore. Like, can, can I please trade it for dishwashing? And then I start washing a bunch of dishes. What a Slavic thing to do. <laughs> Only immigrant children would come up with that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think maybe that was like the tell there. <laughs> you think? Um, so have you experienced ego death? And what is I think ego that's what death? it was. I, I described it as ego death because when I what made it bad for me internally was that I felt like a shell of my former self and so that molly trip happened um a year after this bad acid trip and so it was kind of like the same experience um i don't really remember like the dictionary definition of ego death but to me it was the fact that like i felt like a this helpless child you know and i'm sitting in my room and i have all these like posters and photos on the wall and i'm trying to use that stimuli to like remind myself of who i am like oh i mm. like this stuff that's pic- those are pictures Whoa. of my friends i'm sitting with my best friend in my parents house in my room you know but like it, it didn't it didn't work you know like it, that was just the most like painful thing about it i didn't feel like myself i was actually worried at one point that like our friendship would be weird because of how like fucked up the whole thought yeah. process of it was and your first trip you didn't think about any of this stuff at all you were just going with all. the flow and, and and i knew that it was gonna end like thankfully i'm extremely self-aware and i pride myself on it especially like under the influence i've never had an instance where like i didn't know what was happening or i didn't know i was on drugs and that it was gonna end but like the worst part was just i'm waiting for it to fucking end already because mm. it's just absolutely grueling to like yeah. feel that like subconscious right. pain that like you did not right. expect to Have hit you. Have you taken shrooms? Well, it didn't work out right, that right. way for me. Um, I think you would love shrooms. I'm worried though that like if it is as introspective as some people say it is, that it might be like a bad trip. Yeah, well, I mean I, not a bad trip, but like maybe I'll get a little yeah. in my head or something. Well, it's more spiritual. What my friend she took acid and she loved acid and it was great for her. But then when she took shrooms, like, she flipped out completely. Like, first of all, she was... one or the other. (laughs) Yeah, she was nauseous and, like, throwing up. And then she was, like, freaking out. Like, things were breathing that shouldn't be breathing. Like, everything is more acid, I heard, is more, like, harsh. And then shrooms, everything is, like, softer and more pulsating and alive. I don't know. Acid, for me, was really just, like, a little bit of, like, you know, wavy walls or something. And, like, the thing about acid is it comes in waves. Mm -hmm. Like you kind of feel the peak like crawl up your back and there will be moments where it's just completely like normal and you feel sober and it's such a manageable drug if it's not mixed. I don't think I'm one of those people that could ever 
smoke or like mix two drugs because um, I think I'm smarter than that now first off and secondly I just I guess something um, doesn't sit well with me maybe about like weed when it's amplified by something as intense as like a synthesized psychedelic what's a drug that you haven't taken that you would want to try I guess just mushrooms. I mean, I guess I've taken mushrooms, but I would like to have a proper experience. Would you ever do something more intense of a psychedelic? Like ayahuasca? Oh, yeah. You know, I I hope I am not pussy enough later in my life. I I would like to... I I did a lot of research on DMT in my younger years. Um, So, like, I'm a big fan of, like, Terrence McKenna and stuff. And who is that? He was just, like, one of the first people that, um, like, studied it in that way, like, psychedelics and, like, did a lot of lectures and literature on it and uh, was super spiritual, but I don't condone the use of DMT in a very casual way. I do know people who sort of just, like, like hit it like it's weed, you know, and then they'll, like, blast off, quote-unquote, for mm. 15 minutes to me, the and the way that I had heard like Terrence McKenna talk about it was that it's truly this like moment, like you you know you like run with the elves or something, and like you have this full like sort of clinical experience. Um, but I just don't think I'm anywhere near ready for that. I think there would have to be a lot of like sorting out within my own self that I have to do before I face that, and I don't think you're ever finished doing that, which is why stuff like peyote can feel like death, and I have a really huge fear of death and so I wouldn't ever want to feel like I'm dying like I feel like those Mm -hmm. drugs are exactly what's going to make me lose touch with reality Mm -hmm. where like the drugs that I have taken didn't because I knew where I was right but well it's cool that acid has that effect though because I my fear of like like trips is that I'm going to go into some weird like other universe in my head Mm -hmm. and you're saying like on acid you were like here I mean, there are plenty of people who do acid or mushrooms and smoke and they have a great time, but maybe that's just because they handle weed better than I do or something. Um, I think weed for me is kind of something that is that I'm better when, on it when I'm alone, you know? I don't, yeah. I don't have to face anybody or like talk to anybody when I'm in that state. Um, also just it depends on a number of things again like love-hate relationship with that but like when you were present on the like acid like was your friend present or were were they like in another like like was their experience similar to yours yeah it was it was pretty much like obviously not identical but essentially the same both times both when it was bad and when it was good Mm. And um, I did take it again after those two times, but I didn't take enough to trip. I was just high. So it felt like I was just a pushover away from like actually tripping. But I had that sort of like, there's a sort of like fizzy gut feeling that you get like in your core, um, like kind of this ball of energy um, that I think that I associate with like acid and like, oh, I know this is like actually LSD. Um, But Mm -hmm. I didn't have any sort of like, legitimate visuals or anything like that that last time very cool is there anything we're missing jane any any drugs we haven't discussed not that i care to discuss (laughs) all right very cool 
Uh, Jane, where can the people find you? Nowhere. Nowhere. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. See you never, guys. She's hijacked. She's come. She's gone. You'll know Jane when she has her music in the top charts. Yeah. Maybe in this lifetime. Maybe. Very cool. Thanks. See you next time. <laughs> no, they won't see you next they time. <laughs> They'll never see you. All right. This has been Maya and Jules and Jane. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Peace.